What's going on, guys? My name is Andrew with Pride. I worked in the commercial gym industry for over six years and have been in the fitness industry now for over a decade. And I recently moved to a new city, so I had to spend some time finding new gyms. I remembered how much it sucked. So I wanted to give you guys five tips on how you can find a new gym that suits you as well as a couple teeny tiny little bonuses. I do want to say number three is kind of an insider secret, so stick around for that one. And let's get into it. This is probably the most obvious thing. This is the one that most people are going to think about is that it needs to be relevance around your goal. And it's not just a matter of like, do you want to build muscle? Um, or are you just like a cardio person? It is are you a longtime powerlifter? Are you a bodybuilder? Are you a runner? Are you an athlete? Are you just looking for general fat loss? Are you looking for wellness? You need to have relevant things, but you also need to understand that the more specific your desires become around health and fitness, the more expensive that gym is going to be. So for example, if you're going to a CrossFit box gym, in my experience, those tend to average around like 100 to $200 a month because those are usually class-based. Or if you're looking at a powerlifting gym, you're looking for highly specialized equipment. You are going to be paying a large premium based on that very specific equipment need. And even if you look at like a wellness place, these are usually more holistic style gyms, right? Where it's, you've got yoga, you have a massage therapist, there's a sauna, there's a pool, there's a, you know, it's, it's more like a health club than it is an actual gym, despite the fact that there is you know, fitness equipment there. Um, there is going to be some price specific issues there. Well, not issues, but price specific things that you need to look at. The more specific your gym gets, the more specific your needs get, the higher that price is going to be. This second one kind of feeds straight out from that. Uh, that last one is going to be the price point. Usually these are two different kinds of plans. Okay. So Usually they have the more expensive monthly and the cheaper monthly. And they do that so that, you know, you, you basically get alternate choice into choosing one. That's a little thing that they do in uh, sales is they'll say, okay, so did you want to start with this one or that one? They don't say, do you want to do this? Because then it's just yes or no. They say, which one do you want to do, right? But I'll give you the example that they had when I was in membership sales, right? We had a, an option that was $149 down and $9.99 a month. And then we had one that was $49 down and $19.99 a month. If you do the math on that, those add up to the same total value at the end of the year. But if you end up doing the one that's $19.99, obviously after a year, that ends up being more expensive. You also need to ask with these different plans, is there going to be any difference when it comes to your annual fees? Is there going to be different stuff with... Um, classes? Do you have anything going on with guest passes? Are there fees for guests or uh, do they have to do paid guest passes or whatever it may be? But in general, you'll want to look at those two price points and just consider, are you going to be there for a short-term period of time? Are you going to be there for a long-term period of time? And do they have any any like class-specific ones that you might want to choose because that's what you enjoy? But again, most gyms, those prices after a year one of them does end up being better long-term and it's almost always the one with a lower monthly and a higher down payment. 
Okay, this is the secret one. This is the one that only people who have worked in gyms actually know about. This is ask the salesperson how long they have worked there. And then as a follow-up, you're going to ask, how long has the average employee been there? He's not going to have an exact number or anything like that, but he'll have ballpark, right? The reason that that's so relevant is because that indicates how the company culture is. That shows you how they treat their employees. If people aren't sticking around a long time, it's because they treat their employees like shit. If they treat their employees like shit, they're probably maintaining their equipment like shit. If they're maintaining their equipment like shit, they clearly don't care about their gym. If they don't care about the gym, they don't care about you. They only care about your monthly payment. And that's that's pretty much it, guys. Number four, guys, you have to read the fine print. There, there are so many things here that you need to look into. I actually, I actually wrote this down. So I'm just going to read this, this list. How do I cancel my membership? Do I need to send a letter in to cancel my membership? Do I need to make a final month payment? And during that month, do I still have access to the gym? To the, gym? the reason I'm asking all these is because these are all things that I have seen happen at gyms or physically been at a gym where that was going on. Okay. Um, is there a contract? Can I buy out of this contract? So what that, what that means is like, let's say you have a, a 12 month long contract with a gym. The gym that I was at had an option where you could pay half of the remaining fees. So let's say you had been there for six months, you only have to pay three months as like a lump payment, and then you can cut the rest of it, right? Is there a pre-cancellation fee? So that's another thing that that places will do is they say, uh, if you cancel your contract, you have to pay, you know, X large fee or something like that. So it's, it's kind of like the buyout, but usually they punish people a little bit more when it's like a pre-cancellation. Uh, can I pause my membership? Is my rate locked indefinitely or will it go up after time? That's another thing that a lot of gyms will do is you'll you'll pay your first year and maybe you're starting out at $9.99 a month. After a year, they're going to bring it up to 19 or they're going to bring it up to 35 or 49 or whatever it may be unless you re-sign another year. That is one of the shittiest tricks I've ever seen at gyms and it does happen. Can I change my plan if I want to? So let's say you start a one monthly payment. Can you just pay a fee and go to the other option? Some don't allow that, so you might end up getting stuck at a really high monthly payment and obviously don't want that. When my or when I freeze my account, is it free to do so and how long can it be frozen? Another thing that the gym that I was at did was you you could freeze your account, but you had to pay you had to pay ten dollars a month to to freeze your account. So it was like, hey, if you don't want to make payments, you still gotta make payments, they're just less. How far do I need to move to be able to cancel? And is there a fee if so? So we had a, an option where you could, if you moved, I think it was like 25 miles away, which I lived in a pretty small town. So that was impossible for people to do. But if you moved 25 miles away, you could cancel your contract without any questions. You wouldn't have to pay any um, fees or whatever, but always ask, and is there a fee? So um, there might be a distance related clause in there, but also usually if they have a distance clause, it's away from any gym. So if it's at a chain like a 24 or a choose or something like that, it'll be like, you need to be be this many miles away from any choose facility or 24 or whatever. Are there family benefits to signing up? And am I able to access those if I add people onto my account after I originally sign up? Or am I only able to get those benefits if I sign a family plan right away? So let's say, for example, you're going to sign up at a gym but your mom, your dad, and your sister are also thinking about it. You want to see upfront 
if if you're just able to sign up right now, are you going to be able to add them on later as like a family plan deal and it not be an issue? Or are you going to have to create a whole new account and make a whole new down payment and blah, blah, blah. Kids club fees, um, different kids club nuances. Some of them, you know, want your kid to be a certain age or, um, you know, there's certain things like they can or can't have snacks or they can be this or they can be that. Like just, you need to ask about all the weird little nuances and then also time limits. A lot of gyms only have like a one hour limit. So you can only bring, or you can only have your kid in the kids club for one hour. So you basically need to be able to get that workout done in one hour. And this final one, guys, get a tour during peak hours, see what the foot traffic looks like and ask for a day pass so that you can actually work out during peak. So peak hours for gyms are usually between five o'clock and eight, right? So I'm talking, finish up at work, go to that gym, get a tour. You are going to see the busiest that it gets, but you also want to get a day pass there if you can. And usually what they'll say, just so you know, because this is, this is the thing that they do. They're trying to get you to sign that day, right? So you need to be comfortable walking away to, to make this work. And they're going to say, oh, you know, if you don't come today, I can't guarantee you this price. That's bullshit. 99% of the time, it's just not true. Try to get a day pass from them. Say, hey, after, you know, hey, I, I, I want to sign up, but first I want to work out here during peak, see what it's like, and then I'll come talk to you right after. What's the next day that you work? Give me a pass for that day. I'll come work out and then I'll come talk to you right when I'm done with my workout. And usually if you say, I'll come talk to you after, they'll be cool about it. They'll be like, yeah, totally. All right, fine here. You know, here's day pass. And uh, here's a couple bonus ones, guys. This one, you got to, you got to be really ballsy for this. Like you got to be super, super ballsy for this. Um, go ask a member if they're good at maintenance. If you actually do that, you have the biggest balls on the planet, but it is really, really effective because they're going to give you the honest feedback. Are they good at maintenance? What's the gym like? What's blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. Obviously you need to have good hours and location, uh, figure out if they have any specific holiday hours. And then this is something that my, my regular clients did. So like the people who, um, you know, we're always referring new clients to me or new, new members to me when I was still doing membership sales. Um, befriend a salesperson, make friends with a salesperson. The reason that you want to do that is because they're going to get you in on the good deals. They're going to make sure to let you know of anything that's changing at the gym. They're going to basically, they just, you kind of want someone in your corner who actually works there. And I do want to give you guys one warning before you go sign up at a gym. And it's not, it's not a huge warning because the problem here is this is good. It's just a little sleazy. Almost any time you sign, it, sign up at a gym, you are going to get offered a fitness assessment or one free session with a personal trainer or whatever it may be. And sometimes they'll say, oh, it's a liability thing. You have to do this first. Or sometimes they'll say, um, you know, you have to do that to get your key card or, oh, you have to do it because actually they'll, they'll find a reason to make you have to do this session. And you might think, hey, free personal training session. Why not? If you really don't want to buy a personal trainer, you should try to avoid that because that's all it really is, is a sales pitch, right? Um, they're trying to get you to sign up there, get a trainer. And again, it's not bad. The only downside to this is that most trainers at commercial gyms where they have this kind of a where they have this kind of a um, process, you know, oh, fitness assessment before, you know, you start your membership or because you started your membership, you know, they try and paint it as a positive. Most of those trainers are brand new. 
they don't have very much real world experience. So you end up getting really entry level trainers who don't know very much. They're potentially going to injure you or give you sub subpar training. But in rare cases, you end up with a really good trainer. I had a friend named um, Zach who, one of his very first clients, I'm talking, she was probably within his first five clients, stuck with him for six years. No, seven years. Maybe even longer, actually. That During that entire time, he kept raising his rates. He kept her at the same rate. So his his rate, I want to say doubled, if not more, in that period of time, and she continued to, to pay the same rate. Me personally, I didn't stick with that for longer than like three years. It took about three years before I raised my rates and any clients that I had. I didn't grandfather in anymore. I was just like, hey, you know, I got to bring you guys up to bring you guys in into reality with all my other clients. Here's how much I charge. But those clients still got to stick with that grandfathered in price with me for a really long time. With Zach, they got to have it for a really, really long time. So if you do go in, do that fitness assessment, you mind you're probably going to get a pretty low, I want to say low quality, but a new trainer who doesn't have a ton of information and uh you know you will experience what they what little they know which is probably just a standard intro pt certification but anyway um besides that guys yeah that is the uh five things that i recommend you do that is what i look at before getting into a gym like i said that uh that that third one um asking a salesperson and then um, asking a member, those are pro tips, truly. If you can do those, you will definitely find a gym that you like. And um, yeah, so until next time, guys, my name is Andrew with Pride. See y'all later. Hey guys, if you got some value out of that question, please share it to someone else who needs to hear it. And uh, you, I'm talking to you right now. If you want to ask your own question, you can go direct message me on Instagram at Andrew PFM. You can go toss a comment on YouTube, on TikTok at Andrew PFM as well. or my business Instagram at pride fitness and movement. Yeah. Hope to see you guys there later.